The fans can't know I'm blind. <laughs> It'll crush them. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time. Uh, oh. We're so we're so vain. All these all these freaking fans. Fucking Craig Wars readers. What? <laughs> My mind. Oh, time is to find blown. a new podcast. <laughs> Don't meet your uh, heroes. <laughs> this this better error. This better error at the beginning. Now I Don't swear. meet your heroes. <laughs> All right. You about Craig? What? He was readers. <laughs> Three. Just had septum surgery. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, you how that was. We'll talk later, though. Are you feeling better? That bit's getting better. Better every day. Every you just day, so. you just did you just did the thing on basketball. You know what? You. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great movie. Wake up, friend, or wake up, bitch, yeah. my new best friend. I took the lineup. God damn it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we, can we go to the zoo? No. Can't go to the zoo. The roadkill channel, like where it's just, it's fucking cars hitting squirrels and shit. Like, and he's like, aw, aw. Like, fuck it. Aw. All right. Final count. <clears throat> Three, two. What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justin Total Package and Craig, the British Bulldog, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic, wrestling moments burned in our memories. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Uh, as soon as Jess sent this little topic, and it's very free form, which I, I always like. I always think they're more fun. <laughs> I, just um, like, sorry. I got pretty Jess. excited. I did get pretty excited. Um, this is fun. Jess, what are we talking about? I don't know. Um, I, so there's moments of uh, we've talked about it before. Everybody has core memories, whether it's like an embarrassing moment at school or an embarrassing moment in your life. Sure. You could totally remember something in your mind so vivid because it's either so bad in your memory or so embarrassing or so great. Um, in your memory, and then you can bring it up to somebody else, and they're like, "Yeah, you were there," and they're like, "I don't remember that at all." It's because people in your mind, you have core memories that just get saved, and it depends on yeah. how you process that memory. If you think it was super funny, but the rest of the room didn't think so, you might remember that for fucking forty years, and then you could bring it up to another person that was there, and they're like, "I don't, I barely remember that." Wow, like you know, and it's you're like, "What is?" Oh, I think about every day. Like, you know, it's like everybody has core memories. Wrestling is loaded with them because it's a television product. And it's a, uh, even when it was regional and it tried to get you out to the house shows, there's memories that they wanted to implant in you that you remember forever. A lot of us have one memory that got us into pro wrestling. I told that on episode one about uh, yeah. the match that I saw with Hogan and Bundy. And, uh, and it just, it's etched in my brain. It's what attracted me to pro wrestling. And then I was, I was all about it ever since then. 
Um, so everybody has a core memory or something that's burned into your brain from pro wrestling. And it could be a match. It could be a moment. It could be an angle arc. It could be, you could be ready. You could have been ready to leave pro wrestling and not watch it again. And something you could have left pro wrestling for a while. Like a lot of people did in the mid nineties. And then when the Monday night war started up, people started coming back and there was something that they saw that made them come back. I was like, Oh, that I'll never forget that. That changed my mind. Or I knew something, or I knew that guy was over after that, or that girl was over after that, or I knew the tide was turning on the Monday night wars. Sure. And I saw this, not a WWE produced, like what Tony Schiavone said, puts butts in seats. Cause nobody, that's not a core memory. That's just something that they select and they want to say, like cause the turn of the tide. Oh, they'll they'll it, try to tell you what's a core memory. Yeah. Like, but there's a lot of memory. things that like just happen organically uh, in your mind. And some people notice it sooner than others. Some people just, it gets them. I'm still blown away to this day. Like during down period, when people tell me, oh yeah, I started watching wrestling in like 95, 96. I'm like, wow, that was a down period. That was like after the rock and wrestling yeah, era what, died. So what was it that, they what were was trying it to find their voice. Yeah, yeah. And they just, something yeah. got them. I'm a big in them. your house guy. <laughs> I mean, really, there are some people that have their they nostalgia like those, is yeah. like, oh man, in your houses, like, or, you know, part of my nostalgia when I was like a, a teenager was WCW Saturday night. I don't know what it was about swimming outside in the pool during a hot summer day and coming in and we had a swamp cooler in our fucking house. And uh, I would go and I, you know, I got the towel around me still, so I'm still damp or whatever. And I remember having to come in because I was like, oh, fuck, WCW Saturday night's on. And I'd watch yeah. WCW Saturday night. It's a core memory. That's like a long, that's a several, you know, like that's several memories. That's like a core memory. And then there's more specific ones that I want to talk about. So I've asked you guys to present two. We could do three if we want to. Things that are just burned in your memories, core memories that you have from pro wrestling. You're like, I'll never forget that. It was just something that happened. It may have been a big event. It may not have been a big event. It could just have been something that you're like, that was really interesting, and I'll never forget about it. So, uh, what, so what sparked this, though? I might steal one of your memories right now, but I'm going to give this one away. So what gave me this idea was on Twitter. I was looking at just random accounts, and someone posted uh, a video that they kind of redid of this particular memory. And they're like, I think about this. They said, I think about this almost every day. And and I was like, wow. Is. And it was the it was the Monday Night Raw where Brett just lost a cage match to Sid and they were taking the cage down. So of the four sides, only two sides were left up. Vince oh, no. McMahon gets in the ring yeah, and he's like, Brett and Brett grabs the mic from him, pushes Vince down and oh, no one yeah. had ever touched Vince and started cussing. This is bullshit. Like I'm so sick of the goddamn injustice going on. I'm sick. Everyone in that goddamn dressing room knows I'm the best there is. And you guys turn a blind eye to it and all this crazy. And I had never, I, it is one of my core memories. It's not one of the ones I'm going to offer, but this sparked this episode. So this guy that was dramatic music list, to it was, and he turned it black one. and white and everything. He's like, I think about this every day. And I'm like, God, and that's got me thinking, man, that had, that, had that, those partic memories are, that particular person hooked from that moment. And that was a it just, he for saw him. it and it changed his life because like, and I remember that specifically. It's one of my favorite raw moments that nobody it's talks about. Frustrated over what has just happened. Wow. Frustrated into the goddamn word for it. This is bullshit! Oh, we apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody screws me, and nobody does a goddamn thing about it! Nobody in the building cares! Nobody in the dressing room cares! So much goddamn injustice around here! I've had it up to here! We apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody knows it! I know it! Everybody knows it! I should be the World Wrestling Federation champion! Get him out of the ring! Yeah. Um, it really defined and began kind of part of the attitude era because like he 
pushed Vince down. They acknowledged him as an owner. This is before Austin stunned him, before they did the whole Austin storyline. It was even before WrestleMania 13. Um, it was like a month or two before WrestleMania 13. And Brett was getting raw and real. WCW was beating the shit out of them. So they were trying anything. And I just, I'll never forget that. This half erect steel cage. They were taking down as Vince gets in there going, Brett. I know you're frustrated. And he pushes Vince down frustrated. Yeah, he's like, God damn word for it. He's like, this is bullshit. And like, yeah. we're like, oh, like I remember watching as a kid going, they're yeah. fucking just cussing right now. When you think about it now, it's, it's like, a complete work because frustration, the goddamn word for it is like perfectly laid out. They knew exactly what they were going to say. Of course. So yeah, of course. Real, so real. It was. And so that's what, that's what I want this episode, the energy I want this episode to bring because I was like, oh man, like there's a ton of those for me. Like I love those memories. They're like my favorite. Hey, Craig, so I, anybody, wanna, uh, wanna go for- I wanna loop you in, buddy, and see if you have anything to add. But be- before we do, can I give you some of the casuals? Uh I I, I always pull in the family because they're not nearly as avid as I am on what they consider to be core memories. And I just realized that casuals definitely follow what WWE tries to consider a core memory. But it's it's good though. You know, it's it's because there's it, different it, yeah, there's works. different core memories for everybody. There's marketable so get, ones. So, you know so here here's what here's what they said it was a few of them that were big for them. Um Titus's ring slip at <laughs> that's that's a core I memory mean, yeah. for them. So that because that's relatively new. My kids are young by the way, so keep keep that in mind. Um for my wife, she loved the R Truth twenty four seven title run. That's oh, wow. her memory. She thinks that's hilarious. Um pancakes new day pancakes was in their core memories and i'm just like we hated that but the, the casuals yeah. loved it um let's see what else we have um the, i don't think you guys will have this one i hope it's not but finn finn balor as the demon is a core memory for some of them when they when he would do it and he wouldn't do it all the time but when he did it was a big effing deal right so they, they love that one um oh brock's tractor was very recent but that was for my son that was a core memory brock's tractor Going forward, that is in 10 to yeah, I think years. Be, yeah. be like, I remember when Brock Lesnar drove a goddamn tractor down there. Like, it was my highlight of last year. Like, holy shit. I Instagram to people that don't watch wrestling to be like, this is one of the, I've never seen anything like this in wrestling. You have to watch it. Uh, Craig, what do you got to add, buddy? Sorry. I have kind of a late stage core memory in my kind of wrestling fandom. Um, cause I was a bit of a lapsed fan for a bit. And then, but this is a moment in like my latest stage. I guess the last 10 years when I, I think fondly of, and I think one of the reasons why I kind of got back in uh, overall, but Brian Danielson's retirement on raw. And that's like a six years Ooh. ago, actually this week um, when he, he tweeted in the morning about having to retire for medical reasons. Um, they had the raw in Washington. And then kind of, I remember that whatever that, that just that green flannel he had, the speech that yeah. he had and that like the promo package that they had with that, like uh, streets of gold song um, yeah. to this day, like those packages on that raw when he retired, like unbelievable. And that's, and I, again, I wrote an Instagram. If I'm going to write an Instagram, like post to like normies and people that aren't even in part of the sport, like that's another moment that I did when I was like, you don't know what this guy did. Like they had to change it plans for him because it was organic. And I just, uh, that, that, that moment was one true. I yeah. It's all true. I love that man, and that gets yeah, me every time. I teared yeah. up watching it again today. It was good. But a week and a half ago, I um, I took a test that said that maybe my brain isn't uh, as okay as I thought it was, and I have a family to think about, and. It is with a heavy heart 
and the utmost <sighs> sadness that I officially announced my retirement. But if there's, if there's one thing, so I, I've gone through all these complex emotions in this last uh, little bit. You know, I've been angry, I've been sad, I've been frustrated, I've been all of that. But today, when I woke up this morning, I felt nothing but gratitude. Do you have another, like, more recent core memory before you get into the major ones like that, Jess? Because I have one more before we get into the, Go ahead, the crazy good. ones. Oh, because um, you, you reminded me too, and, and this was also brought up in the conversation, but the Miz shooting on Brian on... Um, on uh, Talking Smack, yeah, yeah. Talking Smack. That etched in hard. And that's fairly recent. That's not that long ago. That's but good. That promo that's by good... Miz was a fantastic one, and I always think about that that particular promo, which is so weird because we love Daniel Bryant so much, and Miz like carved him up. Um, and it was kind of it was kind of mean, but it was also Daniel Bryant. I like the way he wrestled. He wrestled like kind of like a kind of like a wimp, basically. And the Miz like just took it took it to the real, and it's an incredible shoot. Um, you can see the the reality that the Miz is facing because there's a reason why the Miz has not been hurt and he's been around for so long. It's because of the way he works, and I think he just got fed up with you know the the indie darling phenomenon. And, so, and there's also a reason why Daniel Bryant had to retire because he he didn't really protect his body Miz does so there's two philosophies there that are that are colliding and you can tell they really don't like each other and it came and it all came to surface and that was a that was a good core memory there watch that one on on YouTube or just or hear the all you don't have to hear it gentle way to say it to me you wrestle like a coward you wrestle like somebody who's who's afraid to get hit like I I wrestle I wrestle like a coward you wrestle like a coward I'm the one if I if I were to create a wrestler who to me like embodies like when I was an independent guy and I was thinking like oh, okay what's the soft WWE style it would be that WWE is transformed in the last the one, hold on. you you had you had your chance to talk you you're the one that called me a coward in, in the wrestling ring I'm the coward in the wrestling ring yeah. but let's talk about cowards for one second okay. the reason I wrestle the way I wrestle is because I can do it day in and day out all the time for 10 plus years i have never never in my career ever have been injured i don't get injured for six months to a year i am here each and every week but you sit there and call me a coward i'm the coward wait let me tell you about a coward let me tell you about a guy who tells his wwe fans the people that he loves that he will be back he promises them i promise you i will be back in one year's time to claim this title but you didn't daniel did you but i'm the coward i'm the one that doesn't love if they if they would let me come back i would come back that's a good one what do you got jess sorry uh, my first one, I, it, well, I always reference the superstars of wrestling that I tuned into <laughs> and it was a uh, Terry Gibb against Sam Houston. And then right after that, they cut to a package from the Saturday night's main event that happened the week before. So this was on WWF programming as WWE superstars and it was sure. Hogan and Bundy. And I got hooked from that point, but I never finished what that actually led to. That was the famous angle where they set up for February 5 main event, Hogan and Andre 2, where Andre came in there and all sweaty in his fucking sports jacket and he choked Hogan, where Hogan, but the other way around, he's choking Hogan like this and Hogan's facing the camera. And it's burned in my memory because that's when they emptied the locker room and they all tried to get Andre off him and they couldn't. 
and only Duggan came out there and hit Andre with the two by four. The two by four broke and flow like broke over Andre's back. And, and then, the uh, um, right? actually, no, he hit Andre with it. It didn't break. And then Duggan got on the outside because Andre just looked at him and no sold it. And then Duggan <laughs> hit it on the ring apron and it flew in the fucking crowd. The broke part of the board. It was crazy. And that's always been burned in my mind. This picture of the British Bulldogs, Jake Roberts, Strike Force, uh, uh, Jim Duggan, all pulling. It's a famous picture of Hogan unconscious while Andre's choking him. And then, like, everyone grabbing his arms, trying to pull his arms off Hogan. And I'll never forget that. That's what hooked me as a wrestling fan. That's I was fantastic. like, my God, like, this monster is, like, choking him. And they did it so perfect. It's burned in my memory forever. And it set up That's biggest, awesome. to this day, the most watched wrestling program ever. Over 30 million people, main event, uh, Hogan mm-hmm. and Andre, too. But that, that clip from Saturday Night's main event is burned in my mind. Andre choking him and everyone trying to pull him off and just Ventura and Vince just going like, Andre didn't know what could pull him off. And, and then after Duggan hit him with the board, Ventura goes, Andre just looked at him and like, he hit him with the board and Andre just turned at Duggan and looked at him like, what? Like that. Ventura was was gold in those moments, by the way. Yeah. It was just all done so perfect. And it was designed to capture young people, especially like me. And this guy that I just enjoyed watching in the match, that lured me in was getting hurt. And that's why I loved Hogan after that, because I, he was the hero and he was the guy that you're supposed to cheer for. So it's burned in my memory forever. That image of Andre choking him. I'll never forget it. That's fantastic. That's a good one. I thought for sure you'd be like, Hogan slamming Andre. I'm like, God damn it, Jess. Come on. Somebody's got to do something about this. Look at the size of those hands. Hogan's out. Cover Here come the British From the dressing room area. Andre the giant. Here comes the whole army now. I don't even know if they're going to help. Hogan is out. Hogan completely out. The JYD can't do nothing. Strike force hammering away on the Giant. Look at the tenacity of the Giant. They cannot get him off Hulk Hogan. Hogan down, out, choked out by the 7'5", 530-pound Andre the Giant. Like, no, I'm not like that. that much of a homer. I'm a homer. But not <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's way better than the Hogan Simon Andre moment. I think that's that's a better burn memory. I think that's good stuff. Craig, you want to go? Um, yeah, this is a micro moment. Um, but I think one of these uh, core memories is something that like, you could spend hours watching in your buddy's room on VHS and rewinding it. Every time you watch it, rewind it back and forth for this second, this moment. And it's actually a moment we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, but I watched it back today in full, but it's a uh, Halloween havoc Vader and cactus Jack. Um, and oh it's, my God, of course it is that moment on the ramp towards the end of the match. <laughs> yeah. when They have had uh, the, the biggest, toughest, most brutal, and also nonsensical rules Texas death match of all time. Both are bleeding. Ventura and Shivani kind of stop commentating at some point. And it's it's so brutal. And then uh, Cactus Jack is on Vader's back. Vader kind of falls backwards on the wooden ramp. And the, there's, a, there's a certain sound that the entire arena makes in the thud of the wooden ah! thing where you just knew that he was dead. And there's just, and I were reminded it back so often just to find a way, like maybe there's a way Vader shifted his, his weight. Like we just couldn't believe it was real. Like there had to be some way to gimmick it. it but it's just one of those moments that crowd, that, that, that sickening thud and that moment. Holy shit. Vader carrying him back up to the runway, back to the graves again. Oh, falls back with him. Whoa. That was 400 and some pounds. Yeah, Watch out for 
face, too. He broke some ribs here. He had to break some ribs. Dave, what's your memory? Um, yeah, I, I've, I've got a bunch, but I will see how far we go. But the first one that I really wanted to talk about, because I think it, it is one of my cores, and it's it's not as long, long as you think, but it, it is and it isn't. It's WrestleMania 19. I see, see if you already know where I'm going. I know. <laughs> yeah, you already know. Uh, where Brock Lesnar in the main event does a shooting star press and breaks his own neck. Um, I believe we're at Justice House, if I recall correctly, when it happened. And it, it scared the crap out of all of us. We thought he was dead because <laughs> he landed so horribly. Um, still, to my recollection, still manages to get up and delivers an F5 to Kurt Angle pins him and i and i also believe that he was supposed to leave the ring after because angle kept hanging around and angle's like what the hell are you doing you can tell that either angle was supposed to stay and lesnar was supposed to leave with the title but lesnar didn't go anywhere and you can see the blood coming from lesnar's like nose down to his lips and uh, he's out of it he was out of it and then you find out later that he doesn't remember like 30 minutes of it after it happening like he doesn't have any recollection of it whatsoever um, it's just gone. His core memory is gone, but we all remember it because we saw it live and we were not concussed and had a broken neck, um, which is really scary when you think about it because at first you're like, why did he do that? He's so big. He should never be doing that. But little did a lot of us know before there was um, NXT, there was Ohio Valley Wrestling. He did that every night. He was doing shooting yeah. star presses like nobody's business. Yeah, He just wasn't supposed to do it because he was a big man, but this was a big moment at WrestleMania and this was going to be how he ended the match. And probably after 25 plus minutes, he was tired and he under rotated and he broke his own neck. And to me, I always think about that moment because it was like such a, oh my gosh, it was so shocking and it, it'll it never leave my memory. It was, and, and plus I, I love both wrestlers. I'm the biggest Kurt Angle fan probably in the world and watching that happen. And they were both kind of wrestling injured, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, I know Kurt was very injured. That's why he was. Kurt was really messed up. Yeah. So that that's that's my first one that I definitely wanted to talk about. <laughs> so um, that's that's a bet. that's a next one for me. So I, I, I don't, I, this ain't Brock. Brock doesn't do. What the hell is this? What the hell's was to do it, Cole? Oh my God! Lester went to the shooting star press, and Kurt Angle rolled out of the way, and he comes. That's it. That's it. He got it. No! He just got the shoulder up. Who's got, who's got another one? Jess has another uh, one. I have another one here, too. And I think about this often for uh, some odd reason. Um, I love it when guys get made and, like, you realize, oh, man, like, they're they're going to go places or whatever. And DDP, when he broke out and turned, like, he was already faced. But when he turned face against the Outsiders um, on that Monday Nitro in, uh, I believe it was January 97, and um, it made him a single star from that moment on. Like he was made he could do no wrong. And he knew Scott Hall and Kevin Nash personally and Scott Hall, especially because DDP helped Hall get started. So Hall like paid him back and I, they were flirting the whole time with trying to recruit DDP and the NWO and DDP was like, eh, kind of holding off or whatever and didn't really want to commit. And then they did this angle where at the end of one of DDP's match, they get in there and they throw him a shirt and they're like, put it on. And they were oh, kind of bullying him to try to put it on. And he put it on. And then he, uh, they all put the symbol up like it's like DDP joined the NWO. 
Scott Hall put his hand out to shake DDP's hand and DDP pulled him in and hit him with the diamond cutter. And that whole place went insane. And he runs out of the crowd, gets up in the middle of the crowd, walks up through the stairs, stands up, turns around and tears the NWO shirt off. And the place fucking exploded. He was made from that day on. Yes. Oh, yes. That looks great. Yes. It's a fish. Hey. Oh. No. no, no, I can't believe what I'm seeing. You just made a big mistake, Dallas. Man is out of his mind. Then we started going through all those fun things of every week. We'd see a different variation of the diamond cutter, how he, how he's going to put it on a prelim or an enhancement talent. And it was awesome. And it built him to be the star that moment like made him i don't know why it's burned in my memory it's one of my fondest things that i remember about wrestling because when it's done right and someone gives someone else the rub it's just magic and it created a new character it was a wcw homegrown star it wasn't someone that came from the wwf that already had a name they built a brand new star like and it was hall that came up with it and just said man like i want to give ddp like i owe him from the awa he was always so amazing with me and then when he first came in wcw uh ddp is like i'll be your manager let me be your manager it'll be a diamond stud and he helped hall and hall when yeah. hall came you know when hall got super popular in, in with the nwo he's like we need to make ddp like ddp can do it because he knew his work ethic he knew how dedicated ddp was can, and can we also was say it. like over the years of this podcast, we've discovered how much kind of the ideas that Scott Hall had and, and pe what people would run with. And and he had good ideas for people. He was actually very creative. He didn't want to get on his bad side because he knew how to fuck with people, too. But yeah, like, yeah Hall, Hall was a, a amazing. Yeah. He gave yeah. Sting the idea for the crow. That match. And I'll let Craig have the last one before we go out, but also another one too. I should probably save all these because I don't know if we do a part two. I'm going to waste we should all do, my... We should do more. We should do more. Well, there's plenty. Yeah, there's I... Uh, uh, Magnum TA stabbing Tully Blanchard in his fucking head with the broken with the wooden chair in the I, the I Quit match in the cage yeah. at Starcade. It was oh so God. brutal. Like, it was such brutality. Like, and it was that, all just that selling. Match, yeah, that God, match was like, good like to this day. That's I watch good that one, match man. and I love it. Like Tully Blanchard is amazing, and at the end, Tully breaks this wooden chair and grabs a spike from it, and he goes to stab. And they're on the ground, and Magnum TA is holding it. And it's like a fucking movie where someone's trying to stab someone, and they're pulling it off. And Magnum finally fucking gets stronger than him, knees him off him, gets on top, and fucking jabs it right into Tully Blanchard's head. And the way Tully Blanchard cut himself and the way the blood instantly started flowing, I was like, oh, my God. And then he started, he's like, yes. Yes, and he's just got this fucking like Magnum's driving it into his head and he yeah. fucking quits. And I'm like, oh my god, I, that was like a memory that I is burned in my brain. Yeah. Like I was like, dude, that is so good. Because like, that was before CZW, that was before like Thumbtack. That was the brutality of and it old was, school. It was Crockett. It was NWA yeah. Crockett. And it was a Starcade. And we were just wow. like, I was like, oh my God. Like, and I well, obviously I rented it years because I didn't start watching wrestling until early 88. So like this Starcade was what, 85? I think it was 85. Was, uh, I, I truly hope this is not the last one of these episodes that we do. 
But I think so the wrong point. things, the wrong things live in immortality now. A botch will live forever. You know what yes. I mean? It's like, it's like now, back then it was like storytelling and it was like stuff that was like etched in our brains and done right. And I'm not saying it's all perfect, but yeah, I think nowadays, unfortunately, the things that live forever and memes or whatever, or gifts, like, are just, it's botches or it's this, you know, like there's not really like something as a result of a good storyline is never celebrated like the way it should be. I don't think that should, those stuff should live forever. Not somebody well, fucking up a move. Hopefully what we can say to close this out is that things like the bloodline and that kind of stuff will be a core memory. So Sammy hitting Roman with a chair will be a core memory for some Maybe for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Very good you point. Know, maybe it'll change, man. Maybe it'll change. Otherwise it's get off my lawn. So we'll see. What happens. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but I, but Otherwise, I it's my music was better and my TV was better when I was younger. Well, uh, that's true. Now nineties hip hop is better than anything else out there. That is true. Yeah, so <laughs> for Apple, I'm sorry, for audio fans, give us a listen to Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Shitcher, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you hook us up with a follow Instagram or Twitter at ODWB 2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast? Uh, this is the OWP signing off. Have a good one, guys.